Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. Hopefully you guys all had a great weekend. Your week is off to a good start whenever you hear this, whether it be Monday morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you hear it. Thanks again for downloading the show. A lot to get to on today's edition of the podcast. We're going to be focused on BYU football in the first segment. They won their first regular season West Coast Conference title with their two wins on Friday and Saturday over Santa Clara clinched the overall number one seed in the WCC tournament later this week we'll talk about that triumph what it means for the BYU baseball program and how impressive it is they've been continually able to bounce back after disappointing losses We'll also talk about in the second segment some of the news and notes coming out of the BYU Fan Fest that was held in Nashville, Tennessee on Saturday. Some notes on the BYU football and basketball programs we need to get to. And of course, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports in the final segment, including BYU softball bowing out of the NCAA tournament in the regional stage of that tournament. So there you go. A lot to break down on today's show, but thank you guys for downloading the show once again. Uh, Just real quick for you guys. If you are interested in advertising with this podcast, we'd love to have you guys as the title sponsors of this show. Email us at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Love to get you in touch with our salespeople. We have thousands of unique downloads each and every month. We'd love to get your brand or your company out in front of thousands of BYU fans. I'd love to have you guys on board with the podcast. Also, today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there, do that, and get rewarded. All right, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for May 20th, 2019. All right, guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as a producer and a reporter. I've been covering BYU for going on a decade at this point in my career, and thank you guys for taking the time to download the show. Uh, BYU baseball clinched the number one overall seed in the West Coast Conference tournament later this week. Um, they, the Cougars went out and took care of business on their end of things. We talked about last week BYU's disappointing inability to really uh, be the target team, have a target on their back and stand up to that. I have to say credit to them after that disappointing opening loss to Santa Clara. They bounced back with two wins on Friday and Saturday. After BYU beat Santa Clara 3-1 on Saturday, clinched at least a share of the West Coast Conference title for BYU and all kind of depended on how Gonzaga did against Loyola Marymount. Gonzaga ended up losing 8-1 to the Lions, which gave BYU the overall West Coast Conference regular season title for the first time in program history. It's their first outright league title title for BYU since 1989. The Cougars are now 36-15, 19-8 in West Coast Conference play. And it's awesome to see it. They're having a great season to this point. It's a historic season. It's a big credit to what Mike Littlewood has done with his program and really retooling the roster this past offseason. I believe nine or ten guys left the program, and a lot of people thought, okay, this could be another rebuilding year for BYU after a disappointing season in 2018. Well, I think what he did was a master stroke. He kind of cast off some of the dead weight, guys who weren't bought into the program, and it's paid off. His pitching has been incredible. We've talked about that multiple times on the podcast, how the pitching for BYU has made a big difference for this program, has definitely helped them uh, 
really overcome some of their other hurdles they've had, and also some clutch hitting. Guys who have stepped up in big big moments. Abraham Valdez hit his first home run of the season to help BYU break open that 1-1 tie in the top of the ninth to give them that 3-1 win on Saturday. Uh, Reed McLaughlin, who is 7-1 on the season. Let's just put it this way. Guys have stepped up in big moments for BYU all year long whenever they've been called upon. And that's 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 a trademark of a good team, a good program, a winning program. And that's what Mike Littlewood has done. Uh, when he was hired at BYU, he was kind of tasked with rebuilding BYU baseball. Of course, Littlewood had done great things with Dixie State down there in St. George, won a College World Series title at the JUCO ranks. And I understand that BYU probably won't necessarily be a contender year in and year out, being a cold weather school and the other factors that play into it, the academics standards, the fact that they have to deal with uh, partial scholarships for guys. You can't necessarily take a bunch of scholarships and hand them uh, to starting pitching that you need each year, but if you can get the pitching that they've had this year, every year, man, they could be a legit team. I just don't know that you can count on that year in and year out. It's a historic season. It's a big congratulations to Mike Littlewood and his entire team on winning that outright league title in the regular season. They now will head to Stockton, California for the four-team uh, tournament that takes place at the end of each season. BYU will take on number four seed Loyola Marymount uh, Thursday at 4 o'clock Mountain Time. I believe there will be live stream links coming on this. And it's a double elimination round robin tournament so BYU in game one faces LMU Uh, game two will feature number two seed Gonzaga against number three seed St. Mary's and then of course the next day on Friday you'll have the losers play play against each other the winners play against each other the winner of the winners plays against the loser of game four it's just it's a very convoluted thing but it's a double elimination format and it looks like BYU with their RPI currently sitting in the 30s and we're going to be down at BYU today talking to Mike Littlewood and his team a little bit more about this some media availability and we'll have some of their comments on today on uh, not today's tomorrow's podcast for you but it looks like with their RPI currently sitting in the 30s BYU ranked number 24 in the national polls it appears that BYU if they as long as they make a run they don't lose out their first two games they don't lose to LMU and then lose to whoever the uh, loser of Gonzaga and St. Mary's is BYU should be in a good place to get an at-large bid at the very worst out of the West Coast Conference if they make a run and play in the championship game of the West Coast Conference tournament or if they win the whole thing of course you win the out the outright bid the automatic bid but I think if BYU as long as they don't uh lose their first two games in the West Coast Conference Tournament, and there's no reason that we should expect that because they've been so good this year. They should have a very good opportunity to lock down at least in that large bid into the NCAA Regionals, NCAA Tournament. And like I said, if this pitching comes along and it stands up like it has all year long and BYU continues to get clutch hits, and I understand that uh, the West Coast Conference hasn't been the toughest conference in baseball this year, So BYU will be stepping up in competition when it comes to playing at the national level, when it comes to the regionals. But if BYU's pitching holds up, their clutch hitting continues to come through, they could be very much a dark horse to make it to Omaha. I had a good friend in the media text me after I said that last week on the podcast. It might have been the week previous when I said that. And he said, you're talking about Omaha? I'm like, yes, I'm absolutely talking about Omaha. It should be the goal for BYU to make it to the College World Series. And this season this year, it's a historic year. 
A lot of pieces have come together to help BYU to where they're at right now. And I very much think that this is a team, if things play out like they have and BYU continues to produce like they have, I really feel like the Cougars could make it to Omaha in the College World Series. Call me a dreamer, call me what you will, but I really believe that's an opportunity for BYU that's sitting there staring them in the face. There's still a long way to go. They've got to go and take care of business against the other top three seeds in the West Coast Conference. Gonzaga has been very good all year long. BYU, of course, beat them very early this year. LMU and St. Mary's are no slouches in their own right. So take care of business in Stockton. Get yourself the NCAA tournament bid, and then we'll see where the chips fall and how BYU does at that point. But, But once again, a big congratulations to BYU winning the first outright league title since 1989, the first WCC league title in program history. It's a big credit to Mike Littlewood and his entire team. All right, we'll talk some more about this as it comes along. Like I said, we're going to be down at BYU getting some comments from the coaching staff today, uh, get their thoughts on it, maybe even some players, and we'll play those throughout the week as we build up towards Thursday when the West Coast Conference Tournament begins. We'll, of course, pass along broadcast details as we receive them as well. All right, on the other side, we'll talk some BYU football and BYU basketball news that came out of the BYU Fan Fest that was held in Nashville, Tennessee this past Saturday. A lot of BYU athletes and coaches in attendance. They, of course, were on BYU Sports Nation. They did a live broadcast from there with Jerem Jordan and Spencer Linton. We'll talk about some of the outcomes and some of the news that came out of that Fan Fest next. And then, of course, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports as we close out today's show. Reminder for you guys that Hotels.com is sponsoring today's show in part. Don't hate like your friend's trip. All you gotta do is book your hotel with Hotels.com and you'll get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com, their motto is be there, do that, and get rewarded. Can't make much. Can't make it more simple than that, so check them out. Hotels.com. More in a moment. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast. on Cougars and thanks again for downloading the show please subscribe rate and review I know I ask it a lot of you guys to take that moment that less than a minute it really feels like it takes to do that especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts that five star review is worth more than you guys know and I'd really appreciate it taking that short amount of time and knocking that out for me and thanks again for downloading the show and continuing to share the show we're continuing to see the show build in popularity people are finding out about this as a daily source for their BYU news and that's our goal with this outlet is to be your one-stop shop for all things BYU news. So when you get in your car, plug in your smart device, use that time you're in the vehicle to catch up on all the BYU news you may have missed. And all you got to do is tell your smart device, play podcast Locked on Cougars. Of course, BYU was on the road this past week. They have these fan fests during the offseason. They actually took this one all the way to Nashville, Tennessee. None of this, we're going to Layton, Utah. We're going to Nashville, Tennessee. That's a big undertaking. A lot of athletes, a lot of coaches made the trip uh, to the Music City and some good stuff came out of it, I felt like. Of course, uh, BYU TV was on site with BYU Sports Nation. You have a special broadcast on Saturday afternoon. 
Zach Wilson, BYU's incumbent starting quarterback. Of course, there's been a lot of talk about his shoulder and his rehab, etc. He was on BYU Sports Nation and said that the goal for him is to get back to 100% within the next month. So we're currently looking, we're, we're at May 20th. We're a day away, actually. Tomorrow will be the 100-day mark of BYU season opener against Utah, 100 days away. So Zach's hopeful in the next month he'll be 100%. And I think that's right on track with what everything we've been told. That would put him right around the time BYU's media day is happening, that he should be 100%. I'm sure he'll be at media day being the starting quarterback at BYU and we'll have an opportunity to talk to him and ask him how he's how he's doing. But to hear him say that he believes he'll be at 100% in about a month, that puts him right on track. Uh, anything past that, if we push into July and he's still not 100%, that's when you get a little bit of a... I don't know, squeaky bum time, I guess is the, is the is the term I would prefer to use because at that point you're really wondering, okay, this shoulder is it is it need to be re um, have surgery done again on it? Does it need to have additional rehab time? And at that point you're really starting to question what's going on. So Here's hoping that all goes well to that month timeline that Zach Wilson gave Jerem Jordan and Spencer Linton on Saturday is exactly that. We'll see. I'm hopeful that that he's right. Another guy who's coming back from a shoulder surgery and it sounds like he's 100% is Zane Anderson. Very good in the early part of last season for BYU moving up from safety to the flash linebacker position. He said that he's healthy and right around his playing weight from last season, around 215 pounds. He's still hoping to get to 225 pounds for the 2019 season. It was actually a question I asked him last year during BYU Media Day when the news broke that he was going to move to linebacker. I said, hey, what, what is your goal weight to play? He's like, if I could get to 220, I'd be happy to do it. And Ed Lamb overheard it and kind of snickered. And Ed was like, and Ed, of course, is the linebacker's coach, and he wants his guys to, to get to the target weights. There's no doubt about that. But he kind of snickered, and Zane's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Coach Lamb just was like, "Well, you keep eating, young man. You gotta, you gotta put on some weight because I think at that point Zane was like 205 pounds, and it seems like he's not a guy that necessarily puts on weight very quickly. But here's hoping he's able to put on that weight, and that's that it plays out the way he wants it to. Because I really feel like him and Chaz Ayu at that flash linebacker position, BYU's got two legitimate guys who could really make an impact for the Cougars if they're able to stay healthy this year and contribute." Uh, Mark Pope, of course, is also in attendance at the at BYU's Fan Fest, uh, talking with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. He actually mentioned that so on his trip, of course, there's been a lot made of him traveling to West Africa to the nation of Mali to visit with Maddie Sissoko's parents. Of course, Maddie Sissoko is a recruit from Wasatch Academy in Mount Pleasant, Utah. Well, Pope traveled 27 hours in all, so 25, 27 hour round trip for a 90-minute meeting with Maddie Sissoko's family. That is actually kind of impressive. He didn't necessarily waste time. He had his 90-minute meeting with the family of Maddie Sissoko and got out. We'll see if it pays off. Uh, guys like Maddie Sissoko, Caleb Lohner, uh, Richie Saunders, all these guys down at Mount Pleasant are getting looked at by national programs. We're talking Michigan State, Duke, 
name it, Virginia, these are all looking at guys from Wasatch Academy. So if Mark Pope starts to land some of these bigger names, a Matty Sissoko, a Caleb Lohner would absolutely stun me. I've had multiple multiple people reach out to me after I've talked about Caleb Lohner multiple times and say that they would be stunned if he joined BYU. I'd be stunned too because he is a top 100 prospect. Those guys usually are guys that go elsewhere, but they're the type of guys that if BYU wants to compete at a national level, they need to land guys like that. So good to hear that Mark Pope is going around the globe. He's globe trotting to recruit guys. He's come under a lot of fire for his adding so many guys from UVU and here locally. Blaze Neal, the guy coming from College of Eastern Utah and Price. But I think all in all, it's actually a very good sign that he's not afraid to go travel for a, over a day, 27 hours round trip to get to Mali to meet with a, a family of a kid for 90 minutes and then come right back. Of course, they've also got an upcoming trip for him recruiting-wise, according to reports that he'll be heading to Europe to evaluate talent there. And of course, the team, BYU Basketball, has one of their international trips. You're allowed one, I believe, every four years by the NCAA, and BYU's headed to Italy. They've also got to get that plan, and it'll be interesting to see what their plan is there, how many teams they take on, if the full complement of players available to them are able to travel with BYU, because you never know exactly how off-seasons are going to go with guys trying to recover from injuries or just in terms of getting maintenance. Some guys will have arthroscopic surgeries, etc. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But it's cool to see a guy like Mark Pope willing to travel that far and for that long for just an hour and a half meeting with a family of a recruit in an effort to get that recruit into his program. Will it pay off? Don't know. But I think it's a good sign that he's willing to make that type of commitment to the basketball program and make that trip. All right. We'll take a time out here, come back on the other side, catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, um, some academic honors handed out in BYU and other BYU sports teams, and of course, BYU softball will recap their run in the NCAA regional coming up next. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast. Reminder for you guys, when you are driving around, if you're looking for a new podcatcher, somebody to listen to your podcast to, check us out on the Himalaya podcast app. We would love to have you guys check us out there. It's a fantastic new app. It's got all of the Locked on podcast uh, locked on net excuse me has all of the locked on podcast network podcasts on it but it's pretty much got everything else any of the other podcasts you listen listen to are available or should be available on the himalaya podcast app always launching new features new ways to listen to audio they build playlists for you based on your listening habits and what you prefer check us out guys the locked on cougars podcast locked on podcast network all available on the himalaya podcast app more in a moment As we close out today's edition, the Monday edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast, I want to thank you guys once again for downloading the podcast and your continued support. It's a blast to bring this to you guys each and every day. All right, let's run down everything you need to know about BYU sports outside of what we've already talked about today. And there is a lot to get to on a Monday, as you would expect. Let's start off with women's volleyball. Mary Lake, senior libero for the BYU women's volleyball team. She's been named to the U.S. Women's National Team's active roster for the 2019 FIVP Volleyball Nations League. 
That is awesome to see. Mary has been an incredible player. Uh, there are 14 players from a 25-player roster to compete in each preliminary week of the VNL and Final Six. Those rosters can change each week depending on the discretion of the coaching staff, but it's actually an awesome honor to see uh, Mary Lake. It's a 16-country league for both genders. It's cool to see her make that active roster for at least week one here. Best of luck to her and Team USA as they try to make a run here and win a championship in that. We'll see how it all goes. Um, Karch Karali is actually the head coach, the U.S. Women's National Team head coach, the volleyball legend himself on the men's side of things. So we'll see what happens uh, with BYU. She's one of two liberos on this team with Megan Courtney. It's awesome to see. Congratulations to Mary Lake on that honor. Uh, A couple other academic honors handed out is uh, the BYU uh, men's volleyball player, uh, Mickey Juhanen. Uh, He was named to the Google Cloud Academic All-District 8 team on Thursday. He played in all but three of BYU. BYU sets in 2019, led the team with 94 total blocks, including five solo blocks, while also telling them the third most service aces on the team with 18. He's a computer science major. This kid is a brainiac with a 4.0 GPA. Yeah. He's never gotten lower than an A in any class at BYU doing computer science. Uh, of course, he's one actually one of the funnest guys to watch on the court when it comes to BYU. He's just a he's a character. It's fun to see him. He plays with his emotion on his sleeve. But congratulations to him, a 4.0 in computer science, getting it done on the court and in the classroom. Best of luck to best of luck and congratulations to Mickey Juhanen on that honor. BYU tennis player, senior tennis player Matthew Pierce, of course, head head coach uh, Brad Pierce's son. He was also named to the Google Cloud Academic All-District 8 team on Thursday. It's made made up of eight teams in the western region of the United States, Alaska, Arizona, California, Hawaii, Nevada, Oregon, Utah, and Washington. To be eligible, a student athlete must be a starter or an important reserve with at least a 3.30 cumulative grade point average at his current institution. Uh, So once again, another big honor for BYU men's tennis. They've had a great year overall. Uh, he is one. Of, he's the first BYU men's tennis player to earn COSIDA academic honors. So that's a big congratulations to him on earning that honor. He led BYU with a 10 and 3 singles record for the regular season and a 15 and 3 doubles record. So congratulations uh, to Matthew Pierce on earning that honor. Uh, Mickey Jehanan also is on that same list. That. Google Cloud All Academic All District 8 team. So, congratulations to both of those players. It's awesome to see guys getting it done in the classroom as well as on the court or wherever they're playing, whatever their playing surface may be. It changes. You know how it is. All right. One last thing for you guys is BYU softball, of course, wrapped up play in the West Coast, not the West Coast Conference Tournament, the NCAA Tournament. They were knocked out in the regionals. Uh, they started things off and they actually played relatively well, all things considered, against host number 13 Oklahoma State losing 3-1 on Thursday night. They bounced back and eliminated Arkansas 6-3 on on Friday, but then lost in their chance to advance to the championship against Oklahoma State and get a rematch by losing to Tulsa 6-4. So a tough loss for BYU. Their season is over. 15th straight year that they have made the NCAA Regionals. They've only made the Super Regional once in those 15 trips. Maybe next year will be the same difference. Of course, uh, there was news breaking when this tournament started that uh, BYU head coach Gordon Eakin was not with the program, had a family emergency that required his attention. He was not able to travel with with his team. 
uh, whatever it may be. I don't know any details on it, but I hope that all is well in his world. Unfortunately, he was able to make the trip with his team to the biggest tournament of the year, of course, their postseason tournament. But a good showing for BYU nonetheless. They didn't get blown out like some prognosticators thought they might. It was a good showing for them. A tough end of the year, as it always is. They finished the season, I believe, with 30 wins overall. Yeah, 30 and 26. They were 12 and 3 in conference play, winning the West Coast Conference title for the sixth straight time. So a successful year once again for BYU. They'll now get back to recruiting and hopefully retool for next year. Uh, losing some top of their top seniors, but also have some plenty of contributors coming back. So best of luck to Gordon Eakin and his team as they continue on trying to figure out what's next for their program. All right, there you go. That's the podcast for today. You are up to date with everything you need to know about BYU sports. Thanks again for downloading the show. Please continue to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to have you guys on as title sponsors. If you have a company or brand that you're looking to get out in front of thousands of BYU fans, both locally and nationwide, hit us up, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. We'd love to get in touch with you guys and represent your brand or company. And like I said, get in front of thousands of BYU fans. Um, Also a reminder for you guys, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. Love to hear from you guys. Going to start having some listeners this week. I've got a couple of you guys lined up to record later in the week. If you are interested in hosting one of the podcasts, let me know. I'd love to have you guys as a voice on this podcast as well. A reminder for you guys before we go that today's podcast was brought to you in part by our good friends at Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip on Instagram, whatever uh, social media platform you use book your own trip with hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere hotels.com be there do that get rewarded thanks again for downloading us we'll catch you guys tomorrow have a great day this has been the locked on cougar podcast for may 20th 2019